Hello and welcome to another episode of Spirekin Television Tuesday, the podcast where we talk about new and recent TV shows for the week. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Hey, it's Greta. And we're back again for another fun-filled episode. And beforehand, remember, you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com, where we have over 946 episodes of different podcasts, ranging from our manga review, movie review, television review, our video games, and all the other podcasts. You can also check us out on youtube.com forward slash users forward slash Spirekin for all of our really cool YouTube videos. And if you want to do something really cool, we also have a Twitch channel at twitch.tv forward slash Spirekin. And you can watch me doing Let's Plays. And then finally, remember to support our Patreon so we can make more fun content for you to enjoy. And more videos. Yes, we have tons of stuff. So definitely check out our Patreon and join in. We'd like to thank our current what's up member baz prime for helping us out with this and also we'd like to welcome a new subscriber to the podcast one uh nikki iq 9000 welcome to the show young man hope you enjoy this awesome podcast nikki iq remember he's got big brains big brains big brains but let's actually get to it because we're talking about new tv shows from may 19th through may 25th 2021 and we're not talking about everything. We're talking about just some TV shows that we were watching. And a lot had actually happened this week besides the uh, video stuff. Um, getting on to a little bit of personal news. Zan has a job! Huzzah! Yes, I will no longer be just doing podcasting stuff. I will also be now working at a retail store, which I can't say because of NDAs. But I am now working at a retail store too, so my time podcasting is a little more constrained, but no worries. I'll still be bringing really cool content every week. I promise that to you, fans of Spirekin.com. Until we have enough patrons, and then you don't have to go work at the retail job. Yes, so become a patron, and then you'll get more stuff quicker and faster and more interesting and longer. So let's actually get to it, because we've gotten three TV shows we're talking about, and one of them we're talking about the entire TV series, because it was released all in one shot. But first... Let's return back to a galaxy far, far away and talk about the latest episode of Bad Batch. Titled, I love Bad Batch. It's a really good show, and I'm glad that you really are liking this. And while it is a little more kiddish than a lot of the episodes of Clone Wars, I have to admit that this is a really good show so far. And we're four episodes in, or technically six, because the first part was three episodes put into one, technically. But this is episode four. What's the title on this one? Cornered. It's directed by Saul Ruiz. And this one is kind of different than the last episode because the last episode it was you had the the juxtaposition between what was going on with Crosshair and the Empire, and then you had of course the Bad Batch marooned on a planet dealing with a electric gecko. Yes, who liked eating flashlights, and now well, it just wanted to eat like batteries, electricity. Yeah, batteries, power. Yes. So that was last episode. In this episode, it's now been maybe a couple of weeks, and they're running low on rations. More importantly than that, they have been flagged by the Empire. So their ship signature has to be modified. So what they're going to do is they're going to land their ship and deal with it. And so they're going to try to get stuff somehow. And when they land on this new planet, it's like, yeah, your money's kind of worthless here. What do you have? Like no one's using that money anymore. Which is true because it's a new empire and it's a new rule. So all their stuff is kind of worthless. So they're selling things they kind of need, which is... Um, it's like if all of a sudden... It People only accepted Bitcoin. Yeah, you'd be like, uh, what do I do I now? I don't have Bitcoin. I have. Then it gets back to bartering systems. And I love that the episode, it's like, he's trying to buy stuff in event because they're all dressed incognito. You have Echo pretending to be a droid. And he's like, hey, I'll give you this much for that droid. 
He's like, I'm not a droid. I'm worth more than that. Like, I'll do it if you if you get more. Fine, four. Okay. While this is going on, uh, Echo ends up getting lost because her doll gets, well, she drops her doll and it gets marooned on a little thing. And she has to go after it and she's now lost from her friends. And she has no way to contact them, doesn't know what to do. And then a nice lady shows up. A very really, nicely. Who, if you watch Mandalorian, she's very familiar. Yes, we're talking about Fennec Shand. In Mandalorian, doesn't her stomach get sliced? But that's because, remember the Gunslinger episode? Yes. He, he shot her and killed her. So that's she's now a robot. But this is her before she's that. She's now mostly bot. Because this is her as a child, but still... Uh, no, this is just her younger. She's yeah. not a, quite a child. Well, she's younger, and it's the same voice actress, just pitching her voice a little bit to talk a little higher. To be a little bit nicey. Well, at first, and then it becomes a huge, who's going to, we're like, going aren't after. you hungry? We're just going to, here, come, we'll go help. And, you know, if kids get lost in a crowd, who are they going to trust? A woman. They won't trust a man. They'll look for, like, a police officer or something, but. And it's a nice lady. She's a nice lady. And at first, she's super nice, and he's like, well, why don't you come with us? You have no one else, too. I'd love to do that. And then just seeing when Hunter turns and looks at Omega and sees Fennec behind her, in a position, like, essentially, she'll kill her right there. And he's like... And she's got no idea. Omega's just like... Omega is an idiot. She, no, she's I, just a kid. She doesn't know. I mean, it's realistic, and I get that. And I do like that. It becomes a whole chase sequence where first uh, Wrecker tries to get her, and she beats the hell out of Wrecker really quickly. And then it's the chase sequence on the speeder bike while Fennec is trying to get them. And Fennec still, even though her job is to capture Omega, she still is kind of protective of her like listen when you jump down roll mm-hmm. so it's i don't think it's that it's just the i have to protect my cargo i think it's it's just a kid so just i'll capture her but, but- there's i think it's multi-layer it's like an onion so i think that part of it so is she's an ogre she's an ogre i think that part of it is she wants to do her it, job do her job protect the cargo she's also just a kid and if you keep the kid, if you help the kid and be nice to the kid, they come with you rather than you trying to kidnap someone kicking and screaming and drawing a crowd, you're in cahoots together. Yeah. Which would have been interesting, but I don't know. I mean, maybe the other thing is maybe she was hired to protect her. That's another layer, which is a possibility. True, because we don't know if the cloner model aliens... Yes, if, if the refer- Genosians are, are going to... Yeah, if they're, if they're after her or if they're after just the Bad Batch. Because she might not be the perfect one. They might be after someone like Hunter. And she might be bait. I don't know. The show gets really good, but there's a lot going on. And I... I and love it. I'm excited to see where this goes. This is our highest rating. Really, really, really effing cool. Watch it now. Stop what you're doing. Go watch it. So now let's get to the next show that we're talking about, which is Mass Singer, episode five, 10 Ooh, of season five. This is the semifinals. And first off, I did not know that Darius Rucker was Hootie from Hootie and the Blowfish. I just thought he was Darius Rucker who sang Wagon Wheel. I didn't and put I the two knew, together. I knew him only as Hootie from Hootie and the Blowfish. So it was very funny to see him as the guest judge. And we're down to Mass four. Mass comes off and I say, it's Hootie. And you go, it's Darius Rucker. And we didn't know we were talking about the same person. Yes. And I completely forgot that we do have our spoiler section, which is afterwards. We just spoiled the whole thing for the episode. But, oh. but that was a guest judge. That's in the beginning. No, no, no. For, for Bad Batch. But you know what? Oh. It's fine. We're just for, for Bad Batch, there's not much else to spoil. No. It's still worth watching. Definitely worth watching. But let's get to, to Mass Singer. So 
Mass Singer. Um, you have four left. You had Yeti, Black Swan, Chameleon, and Piglet. And for the most part, Yeti and Chameleon did an amazing job this episode. Chameleon's one of my absolute favorites. And Piglet and Black Swan, they really suck. They don't. They don't suck. All of them are talented singers. Like compare it to Open Mic Night in a karaoke bar. No, I mean like they're all, they're all awesome. They're all legitimate singers. I'm not, but comparatively comparing to them, they're each very different. Like right, Chameleon's whole thing of I'm not going to do anything but rap, which is getting a little annoying. Hopefully, f- unless you're a West Coaster, and then you can appreciate that kind of rap. Yeah. So, but that's what we have there with that. And then, of course, we had the reveal of Cludul Do, who finally revealed who he was. And that's a bit of a... Uh, Amazing moment. Totally worth watching. We'll talk more about this during the spoiler section. And now let's actually get to the um, other part, which is the other TV show that we're talking about. And that is the new Hulu series that is a Marvel property and actually the last one from the Marvel TV shows that were from before... Uh, Marvel Studios took over the TV division, and we're talking about Marvel's MODOK. Ah. Created by Jordan Bloom and Patton Oswalt, and directed by Eric Towner and Alex Kramer. And for those of you who are unfamiliar with MODOK in any way whatsoever, if you've never played the Marvel Avengers game or read comics, how would you describe MODOK? Uh, big brain. Brilliant scientist who's still an idiot, yeah. making mistakes with crude humor and gross things blowing up. Pretty much, Modok is or Modok or I don't know if you can tell how I feel about the this mental show. organism designed only for killing is a giant head in a little chair. He's a he's, floating. He's been chair. mutated into this giant thing where he has telekinetic abilities. He can control machines, and he's also the head of. AIM, Advanced Idea Mechanics, which if you watched Iron Man 3, they made someone else in charge of AIM, when technically the leader of AIM is MODOK, who should have been in charge of it, and he would have been a better villain in Iron Man 3, honestly, than Adrian Killian. But I don't think, but either way. So this is, MODOK is, uh, it's made kind of like how Robot Chicken is done with action figures. So it's stop motion, and the whole premise of it is that Modoc or George Tarleton, if you want to use his real name, he has been in charge of AIM since the beginning, and things are currently not looking so hot. He's run it into the ground. Yeah, they've run out of a lot of money. Um, his assistant, Monica, the, who becomes the uh, Scientist Supreme, is really upset about him, saying, like, how could you do this? You went to attack Wall Street, but beforehand you tweeted, feeling like I'm going to attack Wall Street. So then the Avengers knew that you were going to attack Wall Street and stopped you. So he's dealing with that and the fact that they are bankrupt. AIM is bankrupt. Because he's spending all of his money on really he's not, cool stuff, but stupid tech gear. He's just not thinking straight. And then he's dealing with the fact that his wife, Jody is becoming an influencer. She's making money. And he's not really paying attention to her. He's focused on him and what he he's doing. And then you have his children who, well... Lewis is going to have his bar mitzvah soon, and Lewis is a little different. Kind of, would you say he's special? The young. He's weird. He's weird. He's special, just but but every kid. And he is looks special. he looks normal. He looks like his mom. He looks normal. Yeah, he doesn't have that gigantic head. He doesn't need the floaty chair. And then you have his oldest daughter Melissa, who looks exactly like him. Who she looks like floaty chair, but she's she looks like a, floaty chair. She's a queen bee, but she looks like floaty chair with a Wonder Woman tiara. 
and like and, lipstick. And she's super popular. Like she's the opposite of Bodak. Like, because she's loves a her. mean girl. Yes. Like she knows how to manipulate. Everybody people. loves. She's Regina George. Everybody loves her because they're afraid of her. Her her giant chair hides her her ideas. All the secrets. Yes. And so he's dealing with this, and a guy named Austin, for, uh, played by Beck Bennett, comes in from a company called Grumble, who says, we want to buy a, a share of AIM, and they end up schmoozing him and take over AIM. So now AIM has a new owner, who isn't in the exactly same line of thinking that AIM was for, because AIM is for taking over the world, creating horrific machines of death, you know, advancing mad science. In Grumble, they're about... Profits. Well, there's... They're like a certain company that makes a search engine and makes lots of technology that if you say its name, it will answer you. Because it's always listening. Exactly. And it's just him dealing with... He's having a midlife crisis. And it's really weird and funny because it's the insane lengths that he goes... Zan loves this show, by the way. I'm kind of horrified by it also because some of the things are kind of You're horrified, horrified. with a huge smile plastered on your face. Like, no, because it's... Stupid guy humor. Here's it the, checks all the boxes. Here's the other thing. It is a, a show taking place in the Marvel Universe, but... There's not... The it, jokes it are, have nothing to do with Marvel. It doesn't feel like Marvel at all. The second episode deals with them going to a Blink-182 concert. No, sorry. It's a third eye blind concert in the past. Yeah. And you're like, wait, wait, wait. Third eye? Wait, what? (laughs) And Patton Oswalt does the voice of Modoc. Mm -hmm. And I love Patton Oswalt. And I love that he's Modoc and you can hear him. And it's all of that is hilarious to me. I feel like if it was just him doing stand-up as Modoc, it would be a show that I would continue to watch. But as much as I love The Bad Batch, I do not love Modoc. No, there's a lot of things. No, you liked a couple episodes, like some of the less gross and insane episodes of Modoc you were fine with. Yeah, you know, as long as the minion's arm isn't being blown Uh, off and then used for something stupid. We will talk about... Uh, Gary and all the other insanity and all the Easter eggs in the spoiler section. I personally think that this is definitely a borrow friends Hulu account uh, and I think, watch it. I think it's, it's have on in the background if you're forced to and go do something else with your time. Because there's some funny things to watch. It, but it's a very subjective humor and some of it is kind of horrifying. Yes. Also, it is not for kids. Note, it is not for kids. It, some things are way over the head and some of the stuff that they talk about is not cool. And more ways than one is not just the, oh, this is a horrifying, I'm going to kill this person because they pissed me off. It's more like, my wife is leaving me for this and they're dating someone else and my wife is now using that person to get popular because this is a whole front because she's crazy and she's worse than I am. Which is kind of, which was kind of sad, that whole, that whole, the whole arc with Wonder Man. And for adult entertainment. Yes, that whole sequence. But we finally get to see Modoc without the chair. Little bitty body, big head, giant head. But yeah, so that's our thoughts. That are are mostly non-spoiler things. We're gonna get further into it in our spoiler section. But anyway, remember to check out any of our other episodes. Support our Patreon. Uh, you can email me personally if you have any questions or comments or concerns at zan x a n at spirekin And with that in mind, if you haven't watched the episode, stop here. If you have seen it, wait for after the music for our spoiler section. As usual, I'm Zan. I'm Greta. We're gone, so we'll catch you guys next time. And keep. Watching TV. See you soon.
spoiler time! Woohoo! So now this is the spoiler section. So as we have warned you, this is the section where if you have not watched these episodes or TV series, you will be spoiled. So we already kind of spoiled the uh, no, we, Bad we get, Batch. There's more things we got to talk about yeah. with Bad Batch actually getting into that. But first, let's get to Modoc and the insanity of Modoc. Because holy smokes, that whole season was kind of an interesting, crazy story arc. It went up and down into crazy territory where it opened up first off with Modoc losing his job. Then he loses his wife. Then then he gets kicked out of his house because he lost his wife. So now he's in this horrible apartment with bugs. That and... was kind of horrifying. That part was horrifying. And then he kind of... she Even re- now you're like chuckling and laughing like, yeah, it can't get any worse. But it does get a little better uh, after the whole thing with him, uh, her getting a boyfriend and he... Well, first he tries to get in with the other supervillains and get some friends. He needed some friends. And seeing the bar with no name showing up is really cool because it's one of the coolest little stupid things from the Marvel Cinematic Universe that should be in there. Because the bar with no name, it's the supervillain bar. Mm-hmm. That It's like the deal is no one can fight in here. And just seeing these D-list villains just hanging around there was funny. Seeing Armadillo and Melter... And them taking these really horrible villains who've killed people, making them so stupid. And Whoopi Goldberg playing Pan- Pound Cake. I was like, at first, like, who is that? She sounds familiar. Then looking at Whoopi Goldberg, you're like, what? She did this? And she got the curse to talk and about... And then you can hear her. And she's talked about some really horrible things as the character. So was... And then the whole... Um, then the ending of him getting his wife back. But then it turns out it's not his wife. It's actually a robot made by Arcade and evil younger... Modoc, who came from the past and so convoluted, and then the final episode of the series, which, well, that's where it gets very dark, and even I won't spoil it. It just sets up C2 so well. But it's completely crazy, and they do so many little things, and there's so many actors in this that did that did this because they were having fun, and they had a blast doing it. People you would never expect working together, and people you would expect, like... My favorite part is hearing Patton Oswalt's. No, your favorite part was hearing Nathan Fillion as Wonder Man. Yeah, that was also great. I Okay, I take that back. My second favorite part was hearing nope. Patton Oswalt. My first favorite part is well, what about Nathan John, Fillion. John Hamm as Tony Stark. That's good, but I wish it was... Was Robert Downey Jr.? Yeah. And then you had Bill Hader as um, Angar the Screamer, who's the... Uh, He's like, you want to listen to my demo tape? No. No. And then Kevin Michael Richardson is Mr. Sinister. And then he's Mandrill, which that was... that. Why would you do that? That was very Robot chicken And that was one of the, the deterrences. The Robot chicken, na- chicken Nature is a little much. Robot Chicken. That's that show, which is all the, the figures. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like Robot Chicken, but sometimes it's a little gross. Uh-huh. But seeing also Alec Tudyk playing Arcade and actually seeing a version of Arcade work in a show is great because he's such a weird character. And then I completely forgot the main villain of the series is Hexus, the living corporation, something from a D-list comic from the 1980s. Because it's like the yuppies brought alive Hexus, the living corporation to come and take us all over. <laughs> oh no. And then him actually being there. Like everything is actually from a comic except for the kids. And it... Oh, and we forgot John Daly as Super Adaptoid, which was so weird. No. The whole show is weird. No, because Super Adaptoid is usually this big, just... He's kind of like a mazo, where it's like he's... Anything that you throw at the Super Adaptoid, it will throw back at you. So Thor throws lightning at it, it absorbs lightning. It's an unstoppable killing machine. And they turn it into a stupid butler who's just the brunt of Modok's torture. He's like, 
And who's mostly a blender for life. Yes. Which is a shame. And you see that he gets stressed out and sad. And then we have Gary. We can't forget Gary. Gary. Gary is like the most redeeming part of this. Because Gary, his whole thing is he's just a hench who just wants to be there for Modoc and help him out. He's just a nice guy. And I like that at first it's like he's perfectly fine. But then when Modoc actually straightens up and starts being a normal person... He's like, oh God, who's brainwashed Modoc? We have to fix this. I have to kill Austin. That's what I need to do. <laughs> that becomes his drive for the entire rest of the episode is him trying to kill Austin. Must kill Austin. And he, he runs him over, right? I think so. That's how he kills Austin. And Austin, well, Austin was a bit of a dick. He is the boss that- Austin is horrible. He is the DM that you want to slowly stab, but you smile at and say, yes, good job, boss. Whatever you say, boss. I, if, if no one would find out, I would totally do this. I am going to kill Yeah, uh-huh. he is that boss who's like, you know, everything's fine. You know, I just got a, a $4,000 raise, but you know what? You're going to get overtime with no pay. Yeah. He is a corporate Oh, and I have to scumbag. leave early because I'm going to go get my nails done. You know, like. Yeah, the corporate scumbag. Uh, what do you think about um, uh, Monica, his his long-suffering, not assistant, but his first hire? She's the one that becomes the... Scientist Supreme, yeah, whose whole reason why is because he stole her She's thing. the most twisted, but... She's insane. She's like making murder walruses. And then when she gets promoted, she's like, no, you don't, you don't do the murder walruses anymore, but I'm working on this. No, 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 no. You have paperwork to fill out now. She's like, no... I, I I secretly like her the most, and I love that when they promote her, she's all excited because she wants to be more, do more, be better. But then she realizes the higher up you go, the less stuff you actually get to do, the more other stupid stuff you have. Yeah, she gets so stressed at that. And like, because the first thing is they say, you have to use all of your, your, your vacation time, and it's three months. She's like, no, I can't use my overtime, my vacation time. She's like, I have too many things to do. And, I totally get it. And then her, then, but then she screws over Modoc anyway to get in charge. But it's kind of because she kind of, not like secretly like. She respects him. He, she knows he's a good boss. It's just that she's pissed off that one. He took credit for her thing, but he apologized. He said, "I'm sorry I took your thing. You can do whatever you want. You take all this funding. Do whatever." It's just he's. He's also Modoc. crazy. Of course he's crazy. He wants to take over the, the universe. And he ends up doing that. But he also is like, it's not just that he took credit to take credit it, and then he does the right thing in the back end. It's like, he doesn't know how to do it better than that. Hmm. He's and, an evil genius, and but he's a bad manager. <laughs> and again, to the ending of the series, the, the last episode of the series, it goes to when the past Modoc shows up and says, I'm now the anomaly. I've seen all your potential futures. And as long as your family's around, you will never get your dream. And so what does the younger Modoc do? He kills Modoc's family in order for him to succeed. Because otherwise, AIM 2, the new AIM, will never get out of the, the mall they're in. And the ending is him just torturing young Modoc, the anomaly being like, you're going to help me get my family back. And he's like, he's like, you can't have everything. And he's like, yes, I can. Because he wants his family because he loves his family. And it's kind of heartbreaking seeing him just like doing over and over again, just trying to get his family back after this. It's this doomed situation of he can't have his family back if he wants if he wants the world, but he wants the he gets the world, but he wants his family back. But he can't. 
So it's going to be interesting if they do do a sequel because of what happened with... You said... With what happened in Marvel, where the Marvel TV side is now under Kevin Feige. It's no longer the television shows that they were. That's why we're not getting any more Cloak and Dagger, Runaways. That's why Hellstrom only got one season, but either way, Hellstrom was a horrible series anyway. That series was really bad. I mean, it wasn't as bad as Iron Fist, but there and weren't in any of the Netflix series and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Those are no longer considered canon in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Modoc, on the other hand, is one I would hope shows up in thing, especially because we get Nathan Fillion as Wonder Man and we get all those other stupid villains. I love Nathan Fillion as Wonder Man. That was like you felt bad for him. He's like, he's like, I'm a jerk, but you're horrible. Because mm. he was like, he's like, I'm, I'm a jerk. I smile for the cameras, but what you're doing is just kind of bad. Showing that uh, his wife is uh, Jody is just using Wonder Man to get famous. Mm-hmm. Bad. You felt bad for Wonder. Man. A hundred percent, I felt bad for him. I do like how they did the whole. We hate each other, but we're now best friends. Yeah, we're best friends, bro. It's like if I if we the cameras weren't here, beat the hell out of you. Yeah, you know, oh, smile for the camera. Keep smiling. Keep smiling. It's like we're going fishing next week. Yeah, best friends. Which one's gonna kill the other one first? But that was actually Modok being a grown up though, because that's supposed to do right. When yes. you go to those things, you're supposed to be like nice and smile, even though. So that is Modok. Now let's get to the show, which is. The Bass Singer. Who is that? Semi-finals. And first off, we had um, the reveal. Not shocked at all that Clue Do Well, one, he sang Return of the Mac, and that was kind of cool because he annoys me. But seeing that it was Donnie Wahlberg, Jenny's husband, and seeing her like, what? And she falls over and said, you were lying to me. And this song's like, eh, I had time. That was out of nowhere. You didn't expect that, right? No, that was so awesome. I didn't expect it. You didn't expect it. And it was so cute because she's so, like, tucked and fluffed and perfect. Like, she's got the perfect extension. She's got the good face work. She's got the perfect makeup and outfits and everything. And it was cute to see her. Meltdown. see her See her husband, give him smooches, and then, like, fix her lipstick and, like, be a real person. No, it's seeing her just, like, freak out when she saw her. This, like, betrayed look on her face for what? Like, how, but also sincerely impressed on how he pulled it off. Yeah. Which is good. And hopefully if they do do another Clue Master, it's not Clue Do and it's someone else. That's what we got to hope for. For next season. If they you do, hate Clue Do. Yes, I do. I didn't like the desire of the character. I just, it was a little annoying. I liked the pun. But now, but, but then we had the other four. And the thing which upset me is that our last um, wild card character got kicked off. Yeti was ejected. That sucked because Yeti was did, really good. He did celebration by Cool in the Gang. Come on! And it turns out that it was Omerion, which I did not expect. That that was kind of wow. I thought he was awesome. No, he was awesome, but he shouldn't have been kicked out. Um, Black Swan should have been kicked out because Tequila by Dan and Shay. No, that was a dumb song. That was a dumb. Song. I'm kind of over the Swan. And, and I feel bad saying it, but I'm over this. And Chameleon doing Oh Boy by Cameron featuring uh, Jules Santana. That was okay. It was decent. The Piglet doing Bruises by Louis Capaldi. That was just, I don't know. It's, he's been doing a lot of like... Boy mo- band. Modern boy bands like within this generation. That's kind of... it's. He's not showing his repertoire. I don't think he has one. No, I like, think he's a band. Like last season, we had people who would completely go out of the box. This season, it's not that. Like I said, Chameleon, I like Chameleon a lot, but 
He's staying in one box saying, I'm going to just do this. That's... He's having fun rap. I, but I appreciate it because he's doing what he wants to do. He wants to rap, he's going to go rap. But I think that if he does lose, that's why he's going to lose is because he didn't go out of his comfort zone. Yeah. Huh. It's gonna. It's not because of that, just because he does not want to try to expand. But I think he's just on there having fun. Yeah. I don't think he's like in it to win it for the contest of it. No. I, I, th- there's no one who's in it to win it, it seems. It really, this is like the weakest, se- one of the weakest seasons. It's starting to get diminishing. They have to spice it up somehow. It's still fun seeing the costume. Oh, it's fun, and... but it's not like nothing new, nothing like I have. Yeah, it's like put it on while you're making dinner. Exactly. And last, let's get to Bad Batch. Now, some of the cool things I did like in this episode for Bad Batch, we get into the spoiler besides Fennec Shan, is one, seeing the, the Chekhov's uh, grenade, seeing that grenade come into play, where he's like, we're going to sell this grenade because it's the only thing we have that's worth money. And then at the end, seeing that he has to use that to blow up the garbage truck to save Omega. Nicely done. Very. Also, we're seeing more of the dynamic of the teeth Omega, even though Omega seems to be the chaos bringer. And hopefully she does develop into something better. But we're seeing that one Wrecker is more like a big brother to her. Yep. And also something is up with Wrecker. Something is up with He's got... He was injured or something is wrong. Because he keeps saying, like, I have a headache. I wonder if it's his chip. The program it, chip? I don't think it's that. I think he's too... I think maybe he has a concussion or maybe he was injured early on. And it's just been... It's because they're not taking care of it. He's getting worse. I'm going to say... It could be the chip, though. I'm going to say I think it's about the chip. The thing is, they need a medic. For any platoon, you need a medic. They don't have a medic. They don't have... They have... Currently, they have their tech guy, who is their translator and their 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 plan builder. There's their leader. There's their muscle. And then there's their gadget guy. Not gadget. He's not really... Their, his tech is their gadget guy. Echo is just... He's their jack of all trades because he's he can hack into stuff because he's a robot now. Right. But that's it. For any type of group, you need a medic healer because you have your tank, your DPS, um, and you have your deep. You need someone else. You need a. They need Crosshair, but Crosshair is a bad guy now. So, and what role is Omega gonna fill? Honestly, I don't know. I don't. They. I think they need to train her up. She has some kind of hidden talent that we all just don't know about yet. It's just, I don't know what it is. It could, I don't want it to just be like, oh, the reason why she's just the girl. There has to be something. Maybe she's more agile than they are. Maybe she's faster than they are. I mean, if that's the case, maybe make her into, if we're talking about like a and d party, make her the rogue. You got to make her that person who's going to give you high DPS, high damage per second, and someone who's able to stealthily sneak. Maybe that's what her role is. I don't know. Because we- the guys could not stealth sneak. I think that Hunter could. It's a very hard phrase to say. Stealthfully sneak. Not sure. Um, But I am invested in this. I'm excited to see where it goes. And we're getting 16 episodes. So we are almost at 10 episodes left. We have 11 episodes left. And I really hope there is going to be a season two of this. Next week, we have no idea what it's about. But we're going to see. And I'm excited to see more of the mythology. And also the fact these guys have to deal with. Because Wrecker... And Echo and Hunter don't really know how to deal with non-soldiers. Yeah, they they need another mission. They need someone to help them to learn how to be civilians because they're kind of confused by the whole thing, which is becoming a running element of them being like, yeah, we're, we got the civilian thing down. Like, no, you don't. You got to get there. I feel like 
Well, I don't I don't think they're ever going to get there. Well, Cut did. Cut got Well, but Cut also had help. He has a a a wife and two adopted kids. Are they adopted? They're her kids. He married her. They're her kids. So, he's the stepdad. I thought they were his. No, they the step they're his stepkids cuz cuz all clones are are sterile. Oh, I never knew that. Hence why Jango Fett had to have a clone made of himself. Yeah, because he can't. That was the whole thing because he's sterile. Hmm. So all the clones are sterile. So it's like interesting because he figured it out because he had a wife to teach him. They need someone to teach them or they need to figure out what they're going to do because they are going to be totally out of their element. Um, they need to get. I mean, they already are totally out of their element. No, they're. Oh, yeah, some of it's. Uh, they need a contact, they need a fixer, and they need a, a new slicer. Well, no, they have a slicer. Slicer is a hacker. Their hacker is, and he had a big job. He had to change their specs. Also, seeing that guy at uh, uh, Pantora pretty much sell them out immediately—that was a little. Sh- that was I would have expected a little more patience than that. What'd you have? He waited like a minute. And was like after he's like, I was like, okay, you guys watch it. You gave me the money. He's like, um, pay me money, please. Oh, this. Um, all right, this much. Okay, waited five minutes. It was like. Yeah, they're here. You took the bribe. You could have given them at least a half hour head start. Come on. Yeah, we all knew that. They even knew that he wasn't going to give them. They don't know. They didn't know he's the one that sold them out. He, they don't know. I did like the end of the episode, though. When she comes back, you think she's totally going to ice him. And instead, she just gives him more money and says, They come back. Tell me. Which is her building her whole network. Of associates he was going to have later. Yep. I'm curious who else is going to show up from the standard universe, from the original series, and from maybe Clone Wars. In Rebels, um, uh, Kanan mentions that he met other troopers, and they said that it was because of the chip, and he didn't trust them. So I'm wondering if Kanan is going to come back as Kanan. Because last we saw him, he jumped across the ravine and booked it. Oh yeah, he has to come back. Just for a minute, because we know in actual chronology, he doesn't trust the troopers ever again, but he does meet them later well, would on. Would you trust him? I don't blame him. Well, the Bad Batch I would have trusted, because they were cool. Everybody else, no. Especially not uh, Crosshair. Yeah, when they turn to kill you, that's when they... You... True. Which is such a... This show is, has so many layers to it. It's like an ogre. So many layers. It's an onion. Anyway... So let us know what you think. Uh, email us, uh, spirekin at gmail.com or zan at spirekin.com. Let us know what your theories are for the next couple episodes. And random question of the day. Do you think Modoc should get a second season? I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence about it. And what other TV shows should we watch? Uh, our Patreon has said that we should watch Star Trek Picard Season 2. We might do that when that comes out. But what other shows should we watch? Let us know. And for a last one last tiny tidbit, remember, go to patreon.com forward slash spirekin or patreon.podbean.com forward slash spirekin to join our Patreon for some really cool stuff. We're going to be releasing two video trailer reactions for two new films that are not going to be available to anyone else. They're not for YouTube. They're not for anybody else. They're just for you guys. One of them is going to be for Last Night in Soho and the other one, well, you have to wait and So with that in mind, as usual, I'm Zan. I'm Greta. We're Gonsville. Catch you guys next time and... Keep watching TV. See you later.